Oh, you have been. There she yes. is. Hey, thank you for I was coming trying on. Trying to find my fun cyberpunk back background so we can match, uh, but <laughs> it's on the. This other isn't a background. Device. I'm actually at Night City. I mean, of course you are. Mine is a background. <laughs> uh, but yes, this is the first time I guess in the last three years where I haven't gotten to take a trip to Australia, and uh, it's come up a couple times in 2020 and then I'm really feeling it in 2021. I just, I miss Australia so much. It's like my home away from home. So you do love it here? Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's great to hear. Did you come to Melbourne, Sydney? I've been to uh, Melbourne, Sydney, um, uh, Adelaide. uh, So you did the rounds on all the cons. And Perth. Yes. So I haven't been to um, the Gold Coast at all. Uh, yeah. So maybe, maybe one day. Were you scheduled to come last year? Uh, no, I don't know if I was scheduled to go in 2020. I, I went twice in 2019. So I was telling people, I was like, I, I won the jackpot. I got to go in March and then again in September. Um, so I think everyone was like, no, share me in Australia for 2020. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, it's been too long since I've been in Australia. I miss it. Did you did you ever try a Tim Tam? Oh yes, and the Tim yeah. Tam Slam, obviously. Um, I'm a big Tim Tam fan. I also uh, the last time I was there, someone was like, "Would you please do the uh, the Vegemite Tourist Challenge, where you take a spoonful of it and just eat it?" And I oh, said, God. "Yeah, guys, I know this is going to taste bad. I know you're just supposed to do like a light, very very light on mm. toast." Um, but I, I did it for, for the video that they needed. Um, well, that's commitment. And then I got to, I can't remember what it's called. It's, um, it's like powdered chocolate and you can just, you pour milk in it. Um, but it comes in like a can. I took a a spoonful of that as well as like a chaser. Um, Milo. Yeah. Yeah, So I had a spoonful of Milo to chase (laughs) the, uh, (laughs) the spoonful of Vegemite and it actually, was a very interesting consistency. But when you, besides the gimmick items, like when you're actually just eating out, did yeah. you, was it nice? Oh my or? gosh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I wish I could remember what it was called. I know it's just like a, it's like a, a chain for you guys, um, but you get bottle caps and you can donate which, um, you pick which cause you want to put your bottle cap into these giant jars for. Um, but it's, I think it's a burger. Uh, a burger joint. They have avocado okay. fries there that are amazing. And everyone's like, share me. That's not the best restaurant that we have. I'm like, I know you have amazing <laughs> restaurants. I eat at those too, but I love that burger place. So we are going to get into your questions guys in the chat, Magic. but I've, I am, um, I've personally got a few f- to, <laughs> to get away first. Um, talk to me about, about um, cyberpunk. How did it, how did it come about? How did you land the role? Talk, talk us through the whole process. It's, it's still very uh, surreal. I, I mean, so when we get auditions, um, more often than not, and it's definitely becoming more of a trend, we know nothing about it. When I went into audition, they said, we have a project called Cheetah we'd like you to read for. I said, okay. I got a very brief description. I mean, I'm shocked that they said the character's name is V. And I thought, so V is just a code name for this character. Um, what year was this, by the way? This was in 2018. Oh, wow. Okay. So wow. I, I auditioned um, just a regular 
audition, I, I remember I went into the studio um, and usually they have us just record from home or record from our agencies. But the fact that I got to go into the studio to record, I thought, or to audition, I thought, so this might be a big project. And I loved the two audition scenes I got to do. I was kind of obsessed and went home and was trying to research and do all my detective work and figure out what I might have auditioned for. And I kept getting brought back to um, the initial cyberpunk trailer that was released. And I thought, there's no way that I auditioned for this. There's absolutely no way. <laughs> and then they, they called, which I was shocked about, and asked me to come work on the demo um, in 2018. And uh, I thought, well, I'll probably get to do the demo. And then an A-list celebrity movie star will get called in to do the rest of. Yeah. And uh, it was a year. A year went by and I hadn't heard anything. And I was like, well, okay. It was fun while it lasted. And then they called again in 2019 and said, we have another demo we'd like you to do. And so I went in to do the second demo. And uh, Boris was there who handles the... Uh, the script and the direction for us um, and kind of our liaison um, with the team in Poland and wherever the the voice actors are recording. Cause this was in voice actors were recording in multiple countries. Um, were you in LA or Poland? Or I was in LA. You were in LA. Yeah. Uh, it would be so cool to get to go to Poland once <laughs> and like get to tour. So you've never been but, still. No, I've never been. Wow. It's funny how things work. Yeah. But uh, after I did the second demo, um, we finished the recording process and Boris said, well, I guess we'll see you in a couple of weeks to start the main game. And the entire time we were recording um, for all of 2019 into 2020, um, I was very sure that at some point they were going to say, thank you so much for your service. V will now be played by this A-list celebrity. And so well, it, never it was sunk still in. me. No, no. I think it, I think it sunk in. Um, I think it sunk in when we did a couple sessions in um, in quarantine during the pandemic. And I was like, okay, if they're going to all this trouble to keep recording with me, I think I'm the voice. Like, otherwise, they wouldn't be continuing this charade anymore. Uh, so that was kind of when it started to sink in. When did you know that um, that Keanu Reeves was going to be in, it, in the game? <laughs> Um, so, so I found out, uh, coming back from a convention, sitting on an airplane and, um, my Before husband, the big reveal at E3? No, after the big reveal. Really? I, yeah. I found out from what? Twitter. So oh my, my husband, my husband texted me. He did not know that I had been working on cyberpunk either. And he texted me and he said, cause I'm a big Keanu Reeves fan. And he said, Keanu Reeves is going to be in a video game. And I was like, What? So I go on Twitter and of course Twitter exploded. I'm seeing all the things and I thought, <gasps> he's gonna be in Cyberpunk. And I as soon as I got very excited that he was gonna be in Cyberpunk, my my stomach kind of flipped and I was like, Oh, I'm definitely getting replaced now. Uh and <laughs> You still didn't believe so, it. No. But I, I found oh, out yeah. from everybody's uh responses on Twitter. Really? Yeah. This, but this is what I hear about all voice actors. They're left in the dark, like like us. Just well, I feel like, like the fans. We can't we can't be trusted with information because um, <laughs> we're excited ourselves, uh, and when we are so fortunate to get to go to conventions or talk to other actors, we get so excited that someone will say, "Hey, have you seen out. such and such trailer?" We're like, "Yeah, oh my gosh, that reminds me of this other project that I'm." We're, oh, wasn't supposed to tell you guys that. Sorry. So we're the last to know. Um, 
I mean, I'll find out that a, a show that I'm working on is getting a second season or I'm going to be in a DLC of a game um, only because they need me to go in and record. They're not going to tell me ahead of time because I think they want to minimize the amount of times that I could uh, leak or spoil something. So when did you go public and told everyone that you were going to be in this game? Before um, release day, right? So it was very, it was, it, that was a big topic of conversation at the studio because I was going to conventions and they had announced that I was in the 2018 demo. And um, so at, I think at one point in the conversation, they said she can talk about being in the demo, but I remember there were people from the development team that had shared my name and I was terrified because I had signed an NDA. And so I went to the studio and I said, I did not leak any of this. And then it was up on IMDb. And I was like, I, I didn't do anything. And they said, no, 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 we, you're not in trouble. Um, but you never know because I've heard horror stories of somehow, um, people on the internet are very savvy and they figure things out. And then they, they, publish things on IMDb or they write articles and actors have gotten fired or replaced because they assume um, the development team assumes that they broke NDA. So I was terrified. Um, so I didn't announce that I was in the game or confirm that I was in the game until I think a week before. And I had been telling everybody, I think a lot of people were frustrated. They wanted to do interviews. They wanted to talk about things. They wanted me to sign things for giveaways. And I was like, it can't come out before the game is out. I don't want them to replace me. And they're like, share me at this point. Uh, but I just wanted to play by the rules and, um, and not spoil anything. So I, it was a very, very hard secret to keep. Is it just, are you just so worried because this is a gig of a lifetime? I think I'm you know, not worried about anything all the time. <laughs> yeah. But it was especially, it was especially so because absolutely. Yeah. This was, um, uh, an, an experience that I had dreamed about and never thought, um, would happen to me. Uh, so it, it was, it was incredibly surreal. And yeah, uh, since I'm such a, I guess, a paranoid person of doing the wrong thing anyway and upsetting someone anyway, compound it with how big this project was and what a dream this project was to be a part of it. It just, it, it made it even more stressful. Are you, are you like my girlfriend where <laughs> when you, when you leave the house and you're like, Oh, did I leave the oven on? I'll go back and go back and check. Are you like, are you that bad or? Um, I, it depends. There have been moments where, um, you know, if, if my husband and I are packing to go on a trip, there've been a couple of moments where I'm like, <gasps> did I forget to turn off the coffee machine or did I forget to turn off uh, the flat iron or did I leave the lights on or whatever the case is? Uh, usually I, especially during the pandemic, that's been something I've been trying to do with the downtime is try to be more intentional and be more mindful and kind of take more time. I might not be able to get as many things done in a day, but I'll actually experience all of the aspects of my day. Uh, and it's not a foolproof plan. Sometimes I go back into crazy chaotic mode, but since everything's slowed down, I've, I'm like, I need to try to to practice being a little bit more mindful and living in the present. Um, and and that that calm practice um, has been very helpful for not making me feel as uh, lost and and swept up in the chaos. Desi, he says, I love the female V, oh, which you. I think I think we all do. What um? How many how many lines did you do in the uh, in Ooh. quarantine versus oh out uh, of 
Yeah, in in quarantine, we probably had um, just a handful of sessions, like four or five. So, like, what percentage? Ten percent? Oh, less from your than ten percent. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I, I would say most of it. Uh, we we had sessions and sessions and sessions. Um, I mean, at, at one point, because <laughs> nobody knew what I was working on, and I was, I would tell people. Uh. I would say I'm I'm driving down to Marina Del Rey, so I'm not going to be able to do um, such and such. I'm not going to be able to make it to such and such session across town. And everyone said, do you live in Marina Del Rey now? Did you move? And I, I said, no, no, no. I'm just working on something. Um, and there's there's limited studios that are in Marina Del Rey, and most of them are, are gaming studios or studios that do a lot of games. So a lot of the actors and a lot of the other studios I was working for, I think were going what is she working on? Why is she always down there? And they were like, you have a lot of sessions for this Marina Del Rey. That's the thing. Game. Can't people in the industry put it together when you're having that many sessions? There's only Sometimes. so many projects, surely, with that many sessions. Yeah. I, I think near the end, uh, because mm. other actors were coming in and working on it. And so uh, it was only a matter of time when they would walk into the studio and there's four or five booths running. And they would go, Jeremy is always here. And then they would notice if they came in and worked on the session, they're like, oh, that's the that's the Cheetah studio. They're working on cyberpunk and Jeremy's not here today. Interesting. So uh, people were asking Mm. me near the end. And then um, when the when the second demo came out, people would start asking. They're like, is that you? It kind of sounds like you, but I don't. And I said. Uh, I can either confirm or deny, but I am, I do live at that studio. I cannot confirm yeah, yeah. or deny. Exactly. <laughs> so how many, I can't even imagine how many lines you actually did. Like this is, in, that's insane. The amount yeah. of, it must've been hundreds of sessions. I don't know. It, yeah, it, like, it was, I would say definitely over a hundred sessions. Um, wow. And then, and, and the sessions were not, um, the normal, like I would say for a lot of gaming sessions, we can move at a, a sort of a, a quicker pace um, because we don't have to match picture like we would for anime um, or we don't have a bunch the of isn't as in the precise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we have a little bit more freedom with the reads. It doesn't have to match a lot. Uh, but for this one, because um, I'm sharing the role with Gavin, um, they sort of would break down who would get to do which scenes and which missions first. And then we had to, uh, we still had the freedom to do whatever performance we wanted, but whoever had set the pace of each line or had set the time length for each line. So if Gavin had set a line and it took him five seconds, I could say the same line however I wanted, but it had to be within that five second span so that um, when they're putting the uh, the options together for the player, somebody's not going to end up with a three-second yeah. line and somebody's not going to end up with an eight-second line. Um, so the, the process was a little bit of, um, of a slower process to record just because they were very clear that they didn't want Gavin and I doing a copy-paste of each other's performances. They wanted to keep uh, our freedom creatively and uh, have us follow our own instincts, but we did have to, to fit that uh, technical parameter. Did you ever meet Gavin? I haven't. I met <laughs> oh him God. virtually. You haven't met anyone, have you, really? It's just no, one of those I, games. I didn't, yeah. I didn't meet Keanu. Because uh, there's no mocap in this. It's all no. voice work. Yeah. yeah. So wow. I, I hadn't I hadn't met 
uh, Gavin, we got to do a panel together the day, I think it was two days before the game came out. And we were both so excited because I knew, I knew Gavin from V. And so I was terrified. I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to meet this guy and he's going to say, she is so like excitable and bubbly and she is driving me crazy. (laughs) And I was so thrilled that when I talked to him, he was just as excited and just as nervous as I was. And he was like, I was afraid I was going to get fired too. And I was like, we are the same. (laughs) Um, So it was, it was great. Cause I was, I was so ready for someone to be like, Oh my gosh, who is this girl? But he is lovely. Was it, was it cool to go to a deeper like voice? Cause a lot of your, your previous work is very high on the register, would you say? Yeah. Like very bubbly and, you know, this one's more mature, would you yeah, say? Yeah, I did. Um, I've, I started doing some stuff in a lower register. I'd always wanted to, um, but I didn't know how people would respond to it. Mm. It's really, it, I mean, it's something you're like, oh, I want to try this, but everybody is, knows you in a certain way and is comfortable with you in that way. And so I didn't want anybody to say, Oh, we know that she's like faking this or this isn't her Um, because there uh, there are definite things that I that I resonate with the character and a lot of her um, her grit and determination and and feeling like an underdog and and wanting to fight through stuff and um, and and live her dream. uh, I absolutely relate to. Um, and there are probably moments in my life where I would have been more in that that grounded, um, real, authentic place. Uh, and so it was nice to get to channel that. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And the fact that they cast me and then now a lot of people are like, we wanted to do the lower voice stuff. I'm like, great. Awesome. Let's do it. Uh, my brother was playing the, the, the demo early on cause he has been very excited for this game. And, uh, he's like, that's, that's kind of sounds like you, but it's not. And his girlfriend was like, no, I think that's your sister. I, I, it sounds like your sister. He's like, no, it doesn't. Hold um, on. You didn't even tell your own brother. No, I can't. I couldn't <laughs> tell anybody. I couldn't tell my husband and my family. <laughs> couldn't anybody. trust him. Couldn't trust well, him. Well, my brother would, would be able to keep a secret. I feel like. Hold on. Did you say you didn't tell your husband? Yeah, no, he, he doesn't, he didn't know what I was, um, what I was (laughs) working on at all. Now it's gotten a little, he does know about stuff now because when I'm recording at home in the closet, he'll walk by and he'll be like, did you just say this, is this, this game? I'm like, don't say anything. Uh, so now, now the NDA, (laughs) it, it protects, uh, my husband and my cats. They, they all have to keep the secret. (laughs) I've got some questions here. Um, Did you improvise any lines? And what was your favorite line or quote from Mr. White Gaming? Ooh, um, improvising lines. It's always it's always a tricky situation um, Mm. because people just they work so hard on these scripts, and they will say like, Mm. "We'll get rid of this, but we want to keep this." Um, And for cyberpunk, there were a couple of like with the slang, we would say like, I don't know if we're saying this right. Maybe we could sub out this word. Maybe we could change this. And a couple of times they would say, sure. But then they would say, no, this is absolutely intentional. I know there were a few times um, that it's natural to use pronouns. um, And specifically for V, they wanted to limit uh, the use of pronouns just to try to keep it as gender neutral as possible. Um, and so that made it 
and they also said in this, the world that we're creating, gender is less of a, of a, of a, of a construct that everybody abides by. So we don't want to use pronouns as much. Um, so that was really interesting. I noticed Gavin and I were having that a hard, having a hard time with that. We just, because of the way we've been utilizing language to this point, we put pronouns in, in, in sentences. Mm. And so they'd be like, Nope, we got to do that line again, pull those pronouns out. So it was very, very intentional only if the line would absolutely not make sense and it would pull the gamer out of the experience. Would they say, okay, we can use a pronoun here. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, but there were a couple times where I don't know if my uh, reaction specifically with um, a certain individual who has a very unique nose that you'll find in the game, um, <laughs> my reaction to him uh, was to laugh with the first greeting. Um, and I don't know if that was exactly the read that they had initially thought. Uh, Hold on, can you see the picture on screen? Can you see the model? I don't know if I can. No, no, no. Like um, when you when you're recording. Oh no, no. So sometimes we can. They'll sometimes show a um, like a like a three D mock up of like. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is kind of what the environment looks like. Um, They do have which we would refer to as the Night City Bible, um, and they would say, this is kind of the mission that you're going on. These are the characters you'll run into. And then we can flip back and see, do they have rough character art for this? Can they describe the characters that we'll be meeting with? So I don't remember if for him, we saw art. I think I just had a very, very clear description. And I was like, (laughs) I got it. Oh, this is, this is so good. Um, So my first reaction when meeting him was my first, reaction cool. after they described it and i said let me do it again and i won't i won't like try to stifle a laugh and they're like nope that's it we're keeping that we're moving on so that happened a couple of times where they just really liked uh our our first instinct is that your favorite like line or do you have any other oh, lines no. or quotes Man. that stick out there's so many but there's so many um i really like some of the more introspective um, emotional lines where uh, v is sort of grappling with why she why she feels compelled to stay in Night City and and what what V is fighting for in this game and because there's so many opportunities where I, the question of like why don't you just give up like it what are you what are you doing all this for anyway and V is very clear about depending on how the player chooses why V is there and so I really love mm. those moments. Um, I really love all of the scenes with um, uh, with Victor Vector. Um, that was one of my audition scenes, and I remember loving the. Is that dynamic. Jackie? Uh, no, her, her the Ripper Doc. Um, oh, the Ripper Doc. And ah. I loved all of those scenes. Of course, the Jackie stuff is is so much fun, um, and Jason's fantastic. Uh, and I love why specifically the, the Ripper Doc. I have no idea. I I don't know if it was from my first audition. When my first, my one of my first two audition scenes, one was with Dex and one was with um, uh, Victor Vector, and I I loved that they kind of had a um, parent child relationship, but they were also yeah, really good friends, yeah. and 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 it was sort of a home base when things got a little dicey. Uh, v could go back and and talk to Victor and sort of get grounded and say like, "Look, you got to help me through this," and it was mm. it. 
I, I felt like V could be vulnerable with so few people in the game. Um, and of course, as you play the game, your choices of who you want to be more vulnerable with opens up. Uh, but that was my first experience of allowing V to be vulnerable was with Victor. So I always associated him with a very, uh, a very safe space for, for V. I got to ask you about, I just, I just remembered something. I watched a video of you. I think it was on Instagram where you, you received the copy of the game for the first time. And then you just, you just start crying looking at the cover. And I thought that is so awesome. Yeah. How did you, how did you feel? Like when you turn the camera off, like just, that is just such a surreal moment, isn't it? Absolutely. It was really surreal. And I think I've been an actor since I was a kid and I think, Growing up in this industry, you you're constantly afraid um, and and think that any of these gifts can go away at any point in time, and um, it's just like you've been told, don't get excited, don't promote anything until it's out, and you know that you're in it because you can be replaced, you can get edited out, and so it's sort of like you're constantly told. Uh, don't, don't tell feel anyone. too much joy. Don't get too excited. Mm. This could get taken away. So there's a there's a sort of a guard at at any point in time that you want to protect yourself from getting too excited or feel too much joy. And and also for me, um, when I was acting as a kid, and I would tell people, "Oh, I worked on the show," or "I worked on such and such," it was a it made me a target for being uh, bullied even more than I already was. Um, and so I just was like, I'm not going to tell anybody that I'm in anything because I, I don't want them to feel threatened and then want to be mean to me. So it was a, a protection. And, and I think also when you're an actor and you have a lot of friends that are actors, you don't want to say, Hey, I'm in this really cool thing because every actor would love to experience what you're experiencing. And so you want to be mindful of their feelings, but at the same time, part of your job is to promote the work you're in and you worked so hard and every actor has a right to share how excited they were. So I had made the decision leading up to cyberpunk when I'm driving around and I can see the billboards and I had gone on a run the day of the release and I had gone, it's okay to be excited. It's you, you can be excited and nobody is going to say that, you know, you're, you're, being super narcissistic or you're, or you're being a diva, but you worked really hard. This is a really cool thing. And you can be really excited and really proud of this. So when it got there and it was like a, a, a concrete version in my hand of like, I played this character, I did this and it's real and it's in my hands. Uh, it was uh, surreal and also just a, I can drop the walls and just feel really, really excited. And that was really uh, a relief. Especially because you're on the cover too. Yeah. You know? you That's got to be cool. That. Yeah, yeah. This is a triple A game. I know. It's like, insane. Unbelievable. Um, I've got some more questions here for you. Let me just get them up. Uh, who cares says, how was it working with CDPR? They were great. Um, so, so kind so um collaborative i i mm. didn't you would think with something this big like you said this is a triple a game mm. i would have thought they would have been um way more hands-on and like no it has to be this way this is what the fans like this is what we know 
cells. This is what we know. It, no, they were very much like, we hired you. We want you to make the creative choices. We want you to know that we trust you. Um, the director that I got to work with, uh, they, as far as, as far as I was aware, um, they were, they were very understanding, like do what you need to do in the process to do the best job that you are proud of. And there were notes that they would come back and say, as we're working through it, um, we need to make these changes. We need to adjust the performance in this way. Um, but they were fantastic. I mean, I, I was, I was amazed how much freedom I had. And as I got a little more comfortable in the process that I would ask questions and say, is it cool if I make this choice or can I do this? And they would say, absolutely, give it a shot. And then we'll let you know where we think the best direction is overall, because I didn't know where the character was going because they were still working on building the story. Uh, so mm. it was sort of like they're, they're forging ahead and, and making this path and I'm following along and I might be veering off track a little bit. And they would say, that's great. Cool. Go on a little bit of an adventure and we'll come back here. So th they were really lovely to work with. Um, so when it comes to, because you, you were doing the voice in LA, did they have someone fly over or were you connecting via Zoom or were they like, how did it work in that sense? So there were a couple of times where they had, uh, where Boris would come over and he would be um, in studio in-house. Um, there were a couple of times that he was via Zoom or via Skype. Uh, obviously, when we did any sessions in 2020, he was um, over Zoom or over Skype. Um, mm -hmm. And then there, there were some times where they would say, because there was also um, a studio running in the UK. And so I, it was almost like as soon as the UK would go to go to sleep, we would start recording and then we would go to sleep and the UK would start recording. So there were moments oh, where wow. they would say like, we trust you. You guys are in a groove. We'll check in with you in a couple of sessions or in a couple of days. We got to hang out with uh, the UK team because they I mean, there were moments that they were just working nonstop and they were like, we got to be writing. Sometimes we got to be listening to, um, we got to be listening to audio and listening in on the session. So I don't know how they managed that balance, but they did. And they would be listening to files after the sessions. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Uh, Jeremy's voice acting as V from cyberpunk blew my mind. It was one of the oh, best voice you. acting in history of games. She deserves an award for her work. Oh my God. Like, that's a pretty good. That's uh, so nice. Thank you. <laughs> I think you've just made a day, Pike. Yeah. Um, what was it like working with Jackie, the actor who played Jackie? He's he's such an incredible actor, and he is one person I did get to meet, which was very cool. Um, at one point, they were running two studios, um, so Cyberpunk was I in uh, one booth, and then I was in the other. And so when Jason walked in. Um, the director said, have you guys met? Because uh, V and Jackie should meet. And we were like, oh, what? hi. And we'd already done both demos and we'd done a little bit of the game. And he's just such a lovely person. And I think that that absolutely comes through uh, with Great Jackie. chemistry. I'll oh, tell my you gosh. what. He's so, he's, I, I, I think that Jason could create chemistry with a brick wall because he's just <laughs> such a nice, cool, fun guy. Um, which I think uh. is so necessary for uh, Jackie. And he has such a fun performance and he's so lovable. And then there are moments where he absolutely breaks your heart. Uh, and he, he's, he's, he's a wonderful person. And I'm thrilled that I got to work with him. 
And I love his work in this game. And it made my job very easily because I just had to react to what he was bringing. Well, spoiler warning, guys, for anyone who hasn't finished it. Um, <laughs> what was your reaction to when he, his ultimate demise in the story? So we, we did that, um, or at least I, I, I had been told um, that that was going to happen when we worked on the demo. And oh, okay. so I said, well, that's awful. And I thought because <laughs> they told me that ahead of time that there would be, uh, there would be another way. Like we were just going to do this version in the demo and there would be another way. Another and when path. we started working on the main game, I said, okay, so when do we go back? When do we go back and do the, you know, the other one? And they were like, there's no other one. And I said, no, 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 they're, you know, the one where Jackie's okay. And they're like, there, there isn't one. And I said, I need a moment. And they like, let me take a few minutes to like process this relationship that I have gotten so comfortable with that is uh, going to change. Um, and then I thought it was so nice, the, the phone calls that you can find later on in the game. That How was cool something is that? we added yeah. much, much later. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, that was not, as far as I know, that was not initially part of the process. Um, and so I remember when the director said, and now we have this really nice moment where you can uh, make these phone calls. And I Bit just of a hidden like, moment. Yeah. yeah, I was like, what a, what a wonderful thing to do for the player. And I, I mean, I, I needed that as the actor <laughs> and as, as the, um, so I, I really thought that was a nice touch because there just didn't feel like there was closure. And I feel like, the character needed that. Um, and then getting to see the family, getting to talk to Misty, all of that stuff. It, it's, um, there's so much grief in this game. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. yeah. There's so much grief in this game, but there's also so much humor in this game. Um, and like I said, as someone who's been very guarded a lot of the time and like, don't get too excited, don't feel too much joy. It could all go away at any moment in time. With this, uh, when you're playing so many different paths, there are moments where V, let's, down V's guard a little bit. And then there are moments where V's like, nope, not doing it. I got to stay guarded. I got to protect myself. Um, and it was nice to get to kind of experiment what would be my natural inclination as a person and what is me as an actor trying on, well, what would it be like if this is how I responded in a situation? And then seeing mm -hmm. how, those, how those paths uh, would evolve. Now, you're not a gamer, are you? I am, but I'm not a very good one. I'm not a very skilled <laughs> gamer. Um, so whenever anyone says for a convention, will you will you play like live on the stream? I'm like, no, because I'm. You want me to you want me to talk to people, and you want me to focus on playing the game, and, and like, how am I supposed? That's to a skill. Focus yeah, not to, it absolutely is. It is a skill yeah. I do not have. Um, but my husband in uh, quarantine has said like, it'd be fun. I'll I'll help you, and we'll practice, and then you'll feel comfortable. And then if you wanted to stream, you could. And I was like, that is never going to happen. And I think he is now in the camp where he's like, no amount of practice is ever going to get her ready to split her focus in both ways. Just, just won't happen. Uh, but I have, I have been, I have been playing. Uh, I play a little bit of, of almost every game that I work on. Um, but I've been very fortunate to work on so many games that as soon as I start playing a game, then another one will come out. And I'm like, oh, rain check, 
So I have like a stack of games in progress, just like the stack of books that I'm reading in progress. Uh, you are never so going to get to that. <laughs> maybe one day I'll finish them all. No, let's be honest. You got to be honest with yourself. <laughs> it's um, true. It's true. So how? So you have, you've barely played Cyberpunk. I'm guessing you've what two hours in or something. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I was so- terrified. Um, I only I briefly start I started playing a couple weeks ago, and the reason I hadn't is because I couldn't make a decision on which life path I wanted. So I've been spending since December watching everybody <laughs> else's streams, going, "Oh, that's a choice. Okay. Oh, okay." So I've been I've been playing vicariously through you guys. So which one did you choose in the end? I I took the street kid life path. Street my, kid. My brother okay. played Nomad. Um, one of my best friends. I played Nomad with yourself. Chose uh, Corpo, and so because I had watched their paths, and I hadn't seen anybody that I knew uh, take the Street Kid path, I was like, okay, well, I got to do, I got to do the, the other path. So I've put a bit more time than you. I've put 150 hours in. Yeah, a, a little bit more. <laughs> um, I think half and half. I think with you it was um, with female V. It was Nomad and. Oh, cool. And then with the mail, it was Corpo. But very, very different delivery. Yeah. i got to say, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're... I, I love that they let us keep um, our identity and our choices, mm. um, which was really cool. Don't tell Gavin, but I you know, I probably prefer um, you. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, <laughs> I, um, I'm not just saying that because you're here either. There, but there, were, uh, there are some, some really great moments, I think, no, he was we great were, too. When Don't we were doing wrong. either or, um, mm. like there were some moments where I'd be recording and I would say, how did he say it with that time? How how can I stretch it or how can I do it tighter? Can I hear what Gavin did? And I would go, that is such an interesting choice. I really like that. Man, that's really cool. Uh, and so there, there were a couple moments where it's it's so hard to share a character in some ways because you start feeling really insecure going, Man, that's so cool. I did not think of that choice. <sighs> he sounds so mm. much cooler than I did. And it's just that we're two mm. very different people. And mm. so it's uh, just like life. You go, can't compare. We're two different people playing this game. Um, and there are going to be uh, gamers that are going to resonate with his performance or my performance in different ways, in different life paths. And I think that's the the great thing that, uh, CDP did is they're like we don't want to get a copy paste generic performance from either of them because we want them to stand on their own. We want people to resonate with their V in a different way. So uh, I think that's I think that's really cool. I think a, I think a lot of people pick the female V as well. Like I've noticed in a lot of AAA games now they're giving both the male and the female versions. I know Assassin's yeah. Creed does it. So it's actually really cool to see. And I know you were in Horizon as well, which yeah. I think is the first game to ever have an all-female, like, on a motion capture stage? Yeah. Was that, is I, that right? I, I believe so. I'm, I think. Well, um, one of the first, anyway. One of the first. So we, when we were doing our um, mocap day for uh, Frozen Wilds, it was Ashley Birch, um, uh, Victoria Atkin, and myself. And so we were in the studio and I believe somebody from the, from the stage came in and said, we just wanted to let you guys know this is the first day. Um, Cause we had rehearsals there. They were like, there's, there's no male actors in this stage. And this is, I 
I believe they said the first time in that studio and in that soundstage that there had never been a male actor for that entire week. It was just the three of us. Um, and we all were like, this is so cool. And then we thought, how is that possible that for a whole week on a (laughs) soundstage, um, but that was a, that was a really cool experience. Uh, Mr. We White Gaming. We were girls fighting with each other and like, you know, <laughs> wielding weapons. So <laughs> we, weren't having a, we weren't having a slumber party. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> um, Mr. White Gaming, uh, can you ask Jeremy if she's played the game, she's finished, uh, what ending did she go for? I'll ask you that. What ending, what ending do you think's the canon ending in your mind? What, spoiler warning, by the way, for everyone again. So my, my cousin was playing the game and she was like, so I went to I went to space, and I said, "How do you feel?" She goes, "Depressed." <laughs> and I was like, "That dress." Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, I was I was very depressed." I just just the idea that you would be like shipped off for, and alone for mm. who knows how long. That's just to me really devastating. Hmm, um, it's difficult. We recorded so many endings. I feel like is there six endings? There's a lot, and I, I and I yeah. think at one point, uh, they all felt pretty bleak. Like I was like, "Man, Is these are all ending? very bittersweet endings." Yeah. Um, and for a while, I was like, "I don't, I don't want to make the choice where Johnny gets the body. Like I want V oh, okay. to be able." However, I think that's my favorite ending. That whole mm-hmm. that whole epilogue with Johnny. Um, and and kind of getting to have closure and all of that stuff, and that was yeah. some of my some of my favorite. Um, I had a lot of fun doing the the uh, the scene work for those for those moments. You would have recorded that those endings probably later in the piece, yeah. I think we were probably working on those um, the last two months, uh, somewhere in the last two months of twenty nineteen. Yeah. Because the game was supposed to come out in 2019 at one point, or no, the start of 2020. Oh, maybe. Was it? I think I I know at one there was point a lot of pushback, like March, wasn't it? April 2020, um, and then I think it pushed to September of 2020. And then um, again, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, there were there were moments when we were recording where we knew when it, and we were like, I think we can get it all done in time. But there's there's just so much content. There's so much content, mm. um, and they were constantly like upping upping the game, like like mm. doing what like oh what's the what's the highest level of caliber that we can do to make this the best experience possible? Uh, and they're like, let's go for it. If if we can do it, let's do it. Um, so the, I I have no idea what it was like. Um, in Poland and how hard they were working, but we were so um, amazed by the product and the stories and the content that they were cranking out and at the, the magnitude that they were able to do it. Mm. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, Slingo says, what's your dream game to voice act for? Do you have a, an IP or a series that you're like, yeah, I wouldn't mind dabbling in in that world. Yeah. I mean, this was this was a, a big. <laughs> I mean, this is pretty <laughs> this good. This is a big deal. Um, <laughs> I, I I had always said I would really love to play um, 
like the playable character and a, and a female protagonist in a game that wasn't just just action, which I love action and I love doing that stuff. But um, I'm an actor and I got into uh, acting because I, I loved telling stories. So what I loved about this process is the players in control. We have so many different options, but you guys are making the choices, which is very much like a film. Uh, but except you're the director and you're the editor. We're just mm. kind of like at your, which pieces do you want to put together? And everybody has a unique experience. So as far as a challenge and an experience for an actor, it was very cool. Um, and it's something that I never imagined I would get to do. And it was an absolute dream to get to do. Um, and then put it on the stage that cyberpunk got to um, be released on was even cooler. Uh, as far as other things that I, would be dream projects for me, um, I love historical fiction. Um, so I would like Ooh. to do some stuff that based in history, but maybe some of the uh, questions and mysteries, we fill in the gaps and create a film or a game or a story based on that. Um, I also really like uh, mystery and paranormal stuff. So I think that would be really fun to get to work on a project in that way. It'd be cool if you were in um, Horizon Forbidden West too. Oh, it? right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they'll let me do two. I I don't want to be greedy. That they're a wonderful <laughs> team to work with as well. I want to make sure every actor uh, gets the opportunity to work with that team. But if they asked, I I certainly would jump at the chance to work with them again. How different was the project compared to your anime work from Cisco? Uh, well, I, with anime, um, we'll work on a series 12 to 24 episodes. And then usually there's a little bit of a break and we have to see, do the fans like it? Are they going to want to animate an additional season? Um, mm -hmm. is the, is the development team and the creative team, do they want to do a second season? Um, so you usually do a couple months maybe with a character and then you take a break and then. If you're lucky, it's six months. Sometimes it's three years. Um, and then if you're very fortunate, like I have been with a couple of projects, you work on like a Sailor Moon or a fairy tale where there are hundreds of episodes. And when you start, you have 50 episodes. And then they say, well, we'll see how it goes. And then over time, you end up working on 300 plus or whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah. with Cyberpunk... Um, uh, I still, when I say the name, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I going to get in trouble? Uh, no, it's fine now. <laughs> this is loud. Uh, but with that, I didn't know going in how many uh, how many sessions they were going to need. Um, and then as I kind of saw the line count would change, and I was like, man, this is a huge line count. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to spend a lot of time with this character without any breaks. Um, Did she know she was a main character? Else. I did. Yeah. Um, I did know that. I just didn't know. Um, usually for, for video games, they'll say um, when you audition, this is going to be, we're going to have one session or we're going to have a couple sessions and it's going to film or record during this time frame. Um, the first time that I experienced sort of not knowing when we were going to end was uh, uh, Persona 5. And I went in for one session and um, a, you, as an actor, you're like, I want to get as many lines as possible. I want to make sure I get everything that they needed done in this time frame. I don't want them to fall behind. 
And I remember we had maybe 10 minutes left of my first persona session. And I saw the little tiny bar on the Excel document. And I was like, oh, no, I'm so behind. We have all of this left to do. She's like, okay, we'll get you scheduled for next week. And I remember walking out going, okay. And then after we rescheduled, I was like, I am so sorry that we are not done. I don't know why I'm really so slow. She's like, honey, we're going to be here for months. Uh, so with Cyberpunk, <laughs> uh, they said, we're going to be here for months. And I said, okay, well, you guys just let me know if I need to move quicker. And the director said, I don't want you worrying about any of that. I want you to be just staying in the scene. I will handle the pace. I will do what we need. That's that's my job. You just have fun, stay in the scene, create the character. Um, and that was really fun, giving me permission to just play. The Juan Amigo says, what did you think of Johnny Silverhand and the first impression of him? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Which path did you take? Because Johnny has yeah. many different many different, different personalities. personalities. Eh? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's always fun to get. That's one of my favorite things about um, cyberpunk. And one of the reasons why I was so uh, hesitant to play at first because when I'm acting, I get to play all of the paths. I don't have to choose. And now when I'm playing the game, I'm not gonna get to I'm not gonna get to hear every single one of Johnny's cool, quippy responses. I gotta pick one. I gotta choose which one I wanna hear. Um, I love actually when when V <coughs> is uh, a little saucy uh, with Johnny and he comes back <laughs> very combative. I really like mm. those. Um, but but ultimately, I really I really like some of the moments where. Um, you kind of get to see how much Johnny cares about V or is starting to care. And it, it it's, I, as the actor, um, was often saying like, I don't trust him. I don't trust how this is going. And then as we would take the path, I would go, okay, all right, maybe he's not so bad. Uh, but yeah, in the beginning, those initial moments, I'm like, this is a very un-Keanu character. Uh, so that was probably my first response. I'm like, Keanu is so nice and so so chill and very very cool, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. And and Johnny is is cool in a different way. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, got some more questions here. Desi says, "Can you relate to your character of female V?" Yeah, I mean, there was a there was a moment when we were recording. Um, where uh, there was a line where she said, I came to the city to pursue my dreams and I'm not going to give up on myself and I'm not going to give up on the city. And it felt very much like as an actor. Um, going to LA? Yeah. Like, you know, I <laughs> came to the city because this is where yeah. you got to go, um, where the opportunities are. Um, and it's, it's no question. We've all seen it. We've all read it. It's it's a tough city and it's a tough business to live in. Like everybody is out here fighting for their dream, working as hard as possible, and everybody wants it and everybody will do whatever it takes. And you just have to draw that line for yourself of like, what is whatever it takes? What am I willing to sacrifice for my career and for my dream? And you as the mm -hmm. player get to decide what V is willing to sacrifice or what V is willing to do. Um, and I, I think that this is true for anybody in life. Like, what do you want? What are the dreams that you want? How far are you willing to go to pursue it? Um, and what are the non-negotiables of, I will not lose this 
to mm. get for this for this goal that I may or may not reach. Um, so I definitely related to that. Um, I've heard a lot of people say like via so much emotion and so much pain and so like uh, very sarcastic. Uh, absolutely. I relate to that. Um, I've been told so many times in my life, you have so many emotions. I'm like, yeah, I'm an actor. I play with emotions <laughs> for a living. They're all like hanging out with me. I'm very comfortable with um, my emotions and I love working with emotions. I love the psychology of dissecting why you're experiencing this and what that really means. And um, so getting to go down that road with her and and be a very uh, emotional person in certain paths and allowing those, those really uh, painful or funny moments to affect you, but also being very guarded, which I'm, I'm guarded in a lot of ways. Um, so I, I definitely related to V in, in all those different ways at different points in, in different times. Uh, but, uh, I, I, while I was recording, um, the director would say, I know that some of these are pretty heavy and pretty dark. And so he would try to give me a funny section right after. Um, and I'll tell you the, uh, Brendan just played me. I was like, Brendan is fun. Brendan will make me laugh. Brendan is joy. And then is that the, the robot? The the vending machine. The vending the, machine. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's um, and, Brian Deshaw. Oh yeah. my gosh, yes. Yeah. And then by the end of that mission, you're like, this was supposed to be my safe place and my joy, and you just took my heart and you ripped it out. Uh, that was so, cool because his girlfriend, yeah. his wife, yes. sorry, was also the character yeah. in that sequence. Which that was, was great. So great, and I yeah. I love that that little that little nod to their relationship. Yeah, um, and they're because they're such well known streamers as well. Um, yeah. And so that was a really fun little bit. I've got to ask you about a few uh, relationship paths in the game. Okay. We've got Judy, River, um, Pan Am. Mm-hmm. I'll start with Pan Am. Okay. Talk to me a bit about that. And, like, I, I there's, feel some, like... there's some interesting scenes in a tank. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so – Pan Am was, they're all so fun. And I really lucked out in getting with, with Carla and, and Emily and, um, and Robbie. I, I knew Robbie going into recording, but I, I've not met Emily or Carla. And what incredible actors. Like, again, <laughs> I just have to just play in the scene and react to their performances. And my job is so easy because they're so good. Um, we had a lot of fun with, Pan Am and and kind of figuring out um, because of course as I'm sure the internet is aware um, what is also interesting about this game just because you're attracted to someone doesn't mean that they're attracted to you and so there are many <laughs> moments where you can get shut down um, uh, which there there are moments where I guess you could experience that with Carrie a little bit uh, and I know a lot of people have been frustrated by that uh, but at the same time I'm kind of like well. That's cool. That's that's yeah. like life. Like you mm. could be attracted to someone and it's through no fault of their own. They just say, I don't feel that way about you. And and we have to be able to respect their wishes as well. Just because just because we're playing a game and we're the player uh, and this is our world, uh, we've got to respect the 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 integrity of the characters that we're interacting with. What about Judy? Because I know she was a big fan favorite. Oh, as well. Judy is so cool. Uh yeah. They're so different. I, I love the um, 
sort of banter and the sparring that happens with Pan Am and then with Judy, there's a Carla has just a great quality about her voice that she's very grounding. She's very centered. Uh, mm. Carla knows exactly who she is. Um, mm. And I think that that's a, a really cool anchor for V if you choose to go um, that way. And, and Carla's uh, Judy is so fun um, and she's super smart and she's super badass. Um, so those are all really cool. I, I love all of the back and forth banter with Pan Am. And I think that's a lot of fun. I love getting to go on the, um, go through the, the Evelyn adventure with Judy. Um, and then having that kind of, uh, when they're, when they're swimming and getting to see a little bit of Carla's or a little bit of Judy's, um, personal backstory if you choose to go that that yeah yeah, that's a really lovely moment that you don't know you don't always get to see from judy's character but it must be fun doing some of those like the love scenes or the the lead up to those yeah like i feel like just it'd just be it'd just be a lot of fun to just sort of muck around we're doing each uh each option like usually we'll Mm, i think we'll probably that's what i mean and then we'll go back and do the option so yeah um, so that's that's very fun to go like Okay, well, here's the option where everything's going swimmingly and everybody <laughs> likes this and wants to proceed. And let's do the other option where, like, nope, shut down. Okay, cool. Now let's do this other option. Um, so yeah. it's a, uh, it's a very, it, it feels like you're doing improv or scene study in uh, in yeah. an acting studio because you're like, okay, now what would happen if they said no? Now go. Uh, so you yeah. kind of get to, you kind of get to get less married to the choices that you're making because uh, you're going to do it completely differently in about five minutes. Dan, could you ask her, did she have a particularly, a particular favorite mission or gig in the game? That's like impossible. That's a bit hard. I've got the cyberpunk book and there's literally like hundreds to choose from. I I know that I said to the director at one point, I said, he goes, yeah. so this, we're doing this mission. And I had said, this one's my favorite mission. And then he would say, well, we're going to be working on this mission. And I go, okay, now that one's my favorite. And now we were probably like eight months in. And I said, they've got to stop. Like I've changed my mind 30 times this week alone. Uh, there's too, there's too many good missions. Like they're, if they're trying to top themselves, they've already done it so many times. They're, they're all so good. Um, since I didn't mention, uh, River and I loved getting to work with Robbie. It was such a dark oh river, mission. yeah, yeah, yeah. The um the the Peter Pan mission. Oh, uh, that's that's a oh great mission. Very gosh. dark, but yeah, very dark. But it was uh I I love getting to do the um sort of the detective and the digging and finding out all that stuff. And yeah, that was stakes are so high for that mission. And uh that I think that was a really good one. Um, really. The, the the main the big story with with Evelyn um, was also just a really great I think it was a really well written um, arc um, I also really quite enjoy uh, getting to find the the tarot cards the tarot cards with uh, Misty that like the whole reading mm. where you got to track them around I think that was a fun uh, sort of offbeat. Um, I know the director and I really enjoyed working on um, the mission with the tortoise as well. Um, that was that was fun. I like the the monk mission. 
Do you remember oh, that yeah. one? The the yeah. several months. Yeah, that was Absolutely. very bizarre. But that very was fun. bizarre. There's and that's so many so interesting yeah. about how they created this game. You'll go, this is so weird, and yet it feels <laughs> so grounded. And I don't know how they were able to keep that juxtaposition. Yeah, it feels like there, something but, you'd expect. Yeah, traveling yeah. through. It's, yeah, it's totally out, out of. I mean, I I love the stuff with um with with Brendan um and then uh the the guy who's the the leader and he's he's sharing mm. all the conspiracies and all of that stuff and how all those crazy paths can go um and you would go this is so off the wall uh but in night city it makes sense yeah did you did you see on the unfortunate news of um city project red uh their data was hacked or something like that did you see that story yeah. going around oh my gosh have you heard I, anything about that i ha- it i sounds seen, bad. yeah i've seen um the the post um where they that they did share, yeah. yeah where they shared what happened i i cannot imagine um and i mean it to me it, it, so many people worked on this game behind the scenes um mm. and were so vulnerable with their creativity and all of that. And then to just um, get hit like that, it's, it's, it's gut wrenching. You never want to see that happen to anyone. Mm. Yeah, it is sad. I, uh, I just been reminded here by, um, about the, the crucifixion mission. Do you remember that mission? That's um, yeah. that is one of the craziest missions Ooh. I've ever seen in a game. That was one of the hardest couple of days um just because you never you never think um that 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 you'll have it's gonna happen yeah yeah Yeah. um and 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 even that the way that um there are characters in the mission that seem to be more concerned with the um Mm, publicity and the feedback and the publicity yeah. less than concerned with the human being um really hit me uh because i have always um i i was on the debate team and that was my speech when i was 13 14 um was how society will often put people on a pedestal and then they they make a mistake or uh they they change and they evolve and people decide, oh, we don't like you anymore or you're not relevant anymore. And then there's a human that is kind of left bleeding and vulnerable and we just don't care. It's not our problem. Um, and uh, I, I remember my speech, the, the comparison that I made, uh, which a lot of people wouldn't probably respond to as well now, but I had said it's very much like uh, Grizabella in Cats is you have this character <laughs> that is so popular and beloved and then you see what happens when everybody forgets about them and they're still hurting and they don't know why nobody loves them anymore. They, they're they still, um, their heart still beats the same and, and they still want to be loved and accepted. Uh, and so when I was able to see in this game that the world that, that, um, what Night City had become over time was something that glorified um, a person sacrificing themselves was really, really hard um, just to see like, man, we as a society need to start 
caring about human beings and, and be compassionate for other people. Otherwise, how far will we go as a society for entertainment and publicity at the expense of another human being? And I've, I, I was one of the first to upload that mission to YouTube, and I remember the comments vividly, and they're still coming into this day, of just everyone that comments has a long paragraph of what they thought of that mission. I've never seen anything like sure. it. yeah. With all different opinions as yeah. well. Like, I don't know who came up with that mission, but, yeah, you could say it's controversial, but I think it's an unbelievable mission, really, because you, 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 half the people might not ever see it because sure. I think it's just a random sort of event that happens and then you can either follow him in the car or you can walk right. away. Right. You know, there's so many times you can walk away before getting to that final point. And I, was, I think it was the last mission I played on a – um, on a weekend, and then I just had to put the controller down after that because that was just and I, crazy. And I think that's what's so important with this game and what I love about being an actor, be it in theater, in film, in television, in gaming, in in whatever mm. the, the, the medium that you're watching be. My favorite thing about going to a play or seeing a movie is to leave the theater uh, and talk to the people that you saw the project with and get their feelings mm. and learn based on their life experience. How did this impact you? We saw the exact same movie, but did we see the exact same movie? Did we respond to it in the exact same way? And how can we have conversations and figure out what the common ground is and how did your life experience make you see the same scene differently? Uh, so I, I think if it, if it, uh, if we are able to have those conversations with each other, especially about controversial points and come to a compassionate understanding of, I see where you're coming from. I disagree, but I see where you're coming from. Then it teaches us to be a more empathetic society. And I also think it's necessary when we're playing games um, and we're surrounded by arguably these traumatic situations that happen uh, to allow ourselves to be impacted by that. And like you said, to like put the controller down and go, I got to walk away and process this for a second because mm -hmm. you just vicariously endured trauma and you should need the time to process it and see how you feel about that. And how does that impact the choices you make in your real life? Were you told that the player was going to be able to nail him? No. Really? I was going, I was going through uh, every, every, um, everything that we recorded in the game. I did not know what, until play, I was yeah. voicing it. Uh, so I, I had no idea how, how everything was going to work. And, and of course it's a, a, a very controversial mission and situation. And I think. Ballsy is the word I I Said, yeah, I yeah. think I think so much of so much of the entertainment that we're seeing now um, is stirring up controversy and is starting conversations um, and mm. uh, teaching us about what we value as human beings. And I think those are necessary and important conversations. Gigi asks, um, "Did you know what the environment would look like by the end? Did you have an imagine?" Like, did you know what Night City was going to become or what it felt like? Uh, based on pictures that I'd seen or or trailers that had been released, that was my, that was all I had to kind of fill in the gaps for Night City. As far as like, did I have an idea of a map or how, like, 
where all the cities were going to land. I did not. You would have just had imagery, yeah, and yeah, like yeah, so yeah. just whatever sketches I saw or whatever. Um, but I, it, it all felt very disjointed. Um, it's hard to think back on it and think like, what did I think of Night City? Because of course now we all have a very concrete mm. um, understanding of it. But I think at that point, before it was released and before I had seen um, extensive gameplay. Uh, all I had was like disjointed imagery and and clips and um, sketches and things like that. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, now I think CD Projekt Red announced there was going to be some sort of DLC, some some content after the fact. I know they're working on the actual game, like glitches sure. and things yeah. like that at the moment. So I'm guessing if you were to do that, you haven't recorded it yet. No, I ha- I have no idea. I've I've heard um, I've heard people uh, people on the internet um, and, and various people. <laughs> saying, I hope there's a DLC, or I heard there's a DLC. Um, so yeah. it'll probably be like everything else. I will find out as soon as they say, "Hey, come into the studio and record stuff," and that will be uh, how I find out. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't. They've got so many things going on, um, and there's so much content. Can't envy them, do you? Yeah, no, it's so so much work. Uh, I don't know how they're navigating everything. Um, so hopefully, we'll see. I would certainly love to to dive back into Night City and get back to work. I I miss I miss the the production team. Um, I have so many fond memories, nothing but fond memories working with them. Um, and uh, so it, it, it's, you know, it's like going to camp and you're like, I can't wait to go back and see my friends again. Uh, but I, yeah. I, uh, I'm not, I'm not in a, uh, in an immediate rush to get back because I would ideally love, love, love to get to do that in a studio. And um, due to the current circumstances, that's just not possible. Uh, but of course, if the decision is like, we want to get this DLC out, and I'll be recording at home. I'll I'll be happy to get to work with them, uh, yeah. voice only or in person. Yeah. Um, just a few more questions before I let you go. I really appreciate your time, by the way. Oh, of course. Thank you. Um, are you familiar with Troy Baker? Yeah. Yeah. So I had him on the other day, and he said 2020 was a weird year for him because he he didn't necessarily have more work, but he had different work. What what would you say about twenty twenty for you? Because I I don't know. Do you have a booth at home that you're working? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So did you have more work, less work, different work? What would you say? I was very fortunate in that I still um I still had uh, work. Uh, obviously, I didn't have travel, so um, that's a, a big part of my job that I I love. Um, and I missed that aspect. Um, and while I know there are a lot of virtual conventions and events, uh, I sort of like Troy said, but maybe not in the way, uh, Troy uh, meant that, um, I sort of said, I'm going to take this downtime and I'm going to, um, clean, clean house, uh, (laughs) metaphorically and, and physically. So it was getting all of, uh, all of the stuff that I have kind of allowed to accumulate because I've been too busy with work and being out and about. And now that I was stuck inside, it's been a lot of, uh, kind of sorting through, uh, coping mechanisms that I do that, that maybe are not 
super healthy. It's not super healthy to just busy yourself with work all the time. And when you're exhausted Mm -hmm. and you're worn down, say, no, 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 I'm just going to keep working and it'll be fine. No, take the time. Like you got to take care of your body. You only have one. You can't wear it out. Um, so this, this 2020 was a year of, um, self-reflection and, uh, I guess retreat for me. And, and it was, I mean, I would say a very traumatic year for everyone in the world with dealing with a lot of fear and, um, a lot of overwhelm and wondering what the future looks like. You're Um, still in lockdown now, aren't you? We are, uh, it's, it's very strange. I'm more uh at home than outside um we're still very much um uh on patio dining for for food and um and meals and things like that um but i'm i'm at home most of the time since i record from home so i don't really have any reason to leave um i will go outside maybe once or twice a week and and do like a masked run um but that's uh that's about it for uh, my (laughs) current situation. Um, So I absolutely miss people, but it's made me feel very fortunate that I have a job, that my family um, thankfully has stayed healthy, um, Mm -hmm. that I've had my husband and my cats. Um, And you kind of look at your priorities and go, what do I need and what Mm -hmm. is bonus? And what do I really need from my work or what I'm creating or my friends and family? Um, And what is just like, man, I'm so lucky to get to experience this um, and kind of get to see things from a different vantage point. Mm, 100% agree. Is there, are there any games that you're working on that you can even talk about or anime or anything or some exciting things coming out this year, next year? I, uh, what can I talk about? Um, I worked <laughs> on the, uh, live action dub mm. for losing Alice on Apple TV. Um, Ooh. and I worked on, uh, an animated feature, um, the dub for an animated feature called Morona's fantastic adventure. Um, and, uh, Pokemon is on Netflix. I'm trying to think what else That's is That's surreal. What's That's on? Be I, oh my gosh, my husband is a huge, huge, huge Pokemon fan, um, and I grew up playing Pokemon with my brother. So now getting to like be a part of this because you're very, very you're a similar age to me. Like back in the day, yeah. it was Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, Sailor Moon, and yep. Digimon. Yeah, those yeah. were the big four, and now you're yeah. in you're in two of them. I uh, I worked on that, and then I got to work on Digimon a couple of years ago. So oh, I so my, three. There you go. I took my little Digimon. <laughs> the movie theater and put Biomon in the cup holder to watch the movie with me um so yeah, yeah that I, it's it's so weird it's so surreal do you do um, you watch anime because it I, is a different I do a little bit i mean i okay. i since i work on it so frequently that's what i mean yeah it's my, my be... husband has said like do you want to do you want to watch cartoon or do you want to play uh video games he's very much into animation and video games and obviously i am too it's my job but usually when i come home if i want to watch something i will gravitate towards live action or reality shows usually documentaries um really? because i've yeah. i've worked with uh 
I've worked with cartoons and video games all day that I guess I just need to remind myself of what I actually look like. So I want to watch a documentary. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> that being said, we do watch a lot of cartoons and we do watch anime and, and just oh, you like do. With, there you with, go. Um, with the games that I play, uh, I, I love what I get to do. I love what I get to work on. I'm, I'm so impressed with the with the team and the people that I get to work with that there there are scenes from every day that I have worked where I'll go I cannot wait to see this finished and so even if it's just Mm. like I've got to watch this one episode because I want to see what it sounds like with you know me and these four other actors because I I want to hear the full picture so I do watch a little bit of everything yeah I mean I I dabble in it I mean I watch I've watched, I don't know if you're familiar with a Death Note. That's probably yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. But I also watched Steinsgate, which I know you're in. It's been a while, though, so I I don't fully remember it. I think I would have watched yeah. it five or six season years ago. Season two, but. if you have not seen season two, it takes the emotional place of season one and just, like, cranks Very it Very emotional and, show for, oh for an anime. Oh, my gosh. The second season, I, I remember Jeez. telling the director, I said, Okay, I'm gonna cry again. And he was like, just from the preview, I'm already like welling up with tears. That was one of the times when I worked on Steinsgate. There's a scene with her and an infamous letter. Um, and I did the first pass, and I was just a mess. And uh, the director, Colleen Clinkenbeard, said, That was great. Um, we're gonna do it again. Uh, just, you were so emotional. It was so good, but we couldn't understand it because you were crying so much because it was so like raw. And I said, yeah, that's very fair. I'll do it again. Uh, so that show just tears me up. Wow. That's that's good. That's I don't know how you could bring yourself to tears. I don't know how some actors do it. Like, it's I, just look, crazy. I bring myself to tears with just any commercial, like a Folgers commercial that I've seen 30 times, all those holiday <laughs> commercials, I'm just like weeping. So uh, all the emotions are right at the surface. Uh, so, um, I am, I'm very easy to be affected by anything emotionally. Like somebody will go, uh, we were watching Snoopy, um, Snoopy, the Snoopy show, I think on, on Apple plus, and I don't know what it was, but I was like, that is so sweet. My husband's like, are you crying? And I was like, yes, I'm sorry. It's really sweet. I, I have feelings. So what are, what are some favorite shows or movies that you've watched recently that you can recommend to, to us? Recently. Um, Are you HBO, Netflix, I Disney? I was like, uh, there's two projects that I'm recording right now. And I was like, you should watch this. I was like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. We're working on that. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yes. I'm trying to think, like, what am I working on? And what what am I actually watching for me? Um, oh, I, I watched One Night in Miami, um, directed by- Is that Re- Regina King? Regina King. Yeah. Yes. I was so impressed and I, I feel very, um, uh, I feel very naive and ignorant that I did not know that it was a play. And I, the whole time I was watching the movie, I was like, I need to see this on stage. These actors are brilliant. Take everybody else and put this on stage. I would love to see this, um, live in theater. And of course it's a play. It was fantastic. I think she uh, might be nominated for, I, I think for she an Oscar. That was yeah. so, so good. Um, my husband and I loved Soul. We thought that was great. What um, a movie! Hey? What a movie! You yeah. as as you're, I we we watched it, 
Um, it's almost made said, for adults over kids. Yeah, I think like it kids. is. And yeah. after we watched it the first pass, I said, I'm going to need to watch that again. It's it's so beautiful, and it they they broke it down in such a relatable way, but there are so many layers underneath the scenes that you you cannot look away and you cannot turn your brain off. There's so much going on. Um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, what documentary did I just watch? Um, man, I told like 30 people about it in and hey, blanking. five days. That, and that'd be right. I watched yeah. it a month ago and I told like 30 people about it for, for a week after. <laughs> and I was like, you've got to watch this. My mind. Was it on is, Netflix? Um, you know, I don't even know if it was on Hulu or Netflix. Um, but I, I am, I am, uh, I'm a fan of probably any and all documentaries because while I know it makes me sound like an absolute nerd, which I am, um, I love going to school. I love learning. Um, documentaries are so fun for me to get to see people in their element, explaining things that they're experts on. It's so fun. Have oh, you that seen the documentary. It's the what documentary was it on, I can't remember the name of it, but it is on Netflix. It's a documentary about um rubik's cube competitor oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and um they were actually <laughs> their their championship is in uh i believe it's in melbourne um and i remember watching it going yeah. i've been to that convention center uh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was fun yeah. but we watched that and then we also watched a documentary about um independent gamers uh people creating tabletop gaming oh. in an independent space which was really i think i've seen that yeah have you seen the documentary on the the whales? That's a real depressing. No, one. Yeah, I haven't I seen that the name, one, and I haven't was... seen the the octopus one yet. But yeah, in, that's another one that's in a session the I was in a couple a couple days ago. The director gave me um, a fun fact about an octopus that that occasionally octopus or octopi, when they're swimming by, they just like to punch fish in the face just because they can. <laughs> <laughs> Just a random fact uh, in my session, which I was like, "What a be- now I need a I need an animated TV show about an octopus just like living his life." Far out. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you on. We'll have to get you, you back so at much some for point. Me. I thank, love thanks that. so much for coming on. Um, thank you. Bef- before I let you go, can I can I get female V to? Um, can she come alive for a little bit? Yeah. So the 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 one line that anyone everyone says, can you do a line? It the first line I did this every single day before every single session. This is how we set the voice. There were a couple lines, and the very first line was always, "What's on the menu today?" And we would have to say that that line and like three others <laughs> to make sure. So when everyone's like, "What's a what's a v, what's the first V line that comes to mind?" I was like, "You guys are not going to be impressed by it. It's not a super fun, like cool." Just just a random what's uh, on the menu today. Oh, beautiful. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a great day, Thank and you, I you will too. hopefully get you back on soon. Thank Take you. care. Take care of Night City for me. Will do. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.